1: I'm rough around the edges because God designed me that way, and I don't need a woman trying to soften me up. But God designed our women to be soft, and we need to honor them in that way. We need to understand that about them, and that that applies in so many different areas, men. We many times we want our wives to toughen up, and you know we we don't want them to be so sensitive. And listen, that's that's who God made them to be. You need to honor that. Stop trying to change that about her.
0: We are to honor how God made us to be. In today's message from Pastor Robert, he teaches us to honor the way God designed males and females to be. Each of us has our strengths and weaknesses, which is why God gave us one another. We are to honor and appreciate the way God designed us. Stick around after today's message from Pastor Robert. I have quite a bit of information that I'd like to share with you. Our web address, podcast subscription information, and our contact information. Now turn to chapter 3 of 1 Peter, and let's join Pastor Robert with part 3 of today's message.
1: She dresses up, puts on makeup, you know, she takes care of herself physically. I mean, God gave me a beautiful woman. I mean, it is what it is, right? She spends an hour and a half in the Word every day. And I'm telling you, when the kids were growing up, don't mess with mama's quiet time. I mean, you can break dishes in the kitchen. You can pour stuff all over the floor. You can make messes. You want to provoke her wrath? Interrupt her quiet time. Mess up her quiet time routine. That. She knows she can't survive without it. Spiritually, she can't. None of us can. We need time with the Lord. Now listen, that's your second action step. Because see, we men, yes, we can be shallow and superficial, but we actually do see beyond the surface. You wives need to give some time, some attention, some energy to becoming the woman that he wants to be old with. Kind of woman who makes him feel better about himself, not worse. Be generous with your praise and sparing with your criticism. Don't mistake his introspection for rejection. That was something Elizabeth and I struggled with in the beginning. And actually, sometimes it'll still come up. You know, she, she will misinterpret my introspection for rejection. I saw something on Facebook the other day that I'm sure some of you saw it too. It's been going around. Do you see that photo, that post? It says, her diary. Tonight, I thought my husband was acting weird. We'd made plans to meet at a nice restaurant for dinner. I was shopping with my friends all day long. So I thought he was upset at the fact I was a bit late, but he made no comment on it conversation wasn't flowing. So I suggested that we go somewhere quiet so we could talk. He agreed, but he didn't say much. I asked him what was wrong. He said nothing. I asked him if it was my fault that he was upset. He said he wasn't upset, that it had nothing to do with me not to worry about it. On the way home, I told him that I loved him. He smiled slightly and kept driving. Can't explain his behavior. I don't know why he didn't say I love you too. When we got home, I felt as if I'd lost him completely, as if he wanted nothing to do with me anymore. He just sat there quietly and watched TV. He continued to seem distant and absent. Finally, with silence all around us, I decided to go to bed. About 15 minutes later, he came to bed, but I still felt that he was distracted and his thoughts were somewhere else. He fell asleep. I cried. I don't know what to do. I'm almost sure that his thoughts are with someone else. My life is a disaster. His diary. Motorcycle won't start. I can't figure out why. <laughs> Telling you, man, that hit me right between the eyes. Some of you ladies have heard my wife tell the story of how she would, you know, we would go to bed at night, you know, and two hours later she'd get up and go in the living room and cry herself to sleep in there on the sofa, trying to figure out what was up with me. Motorcycle wouldn't start. I couldn't, or whatever, you know, there's some issue that had nothing to do with her, but she misunderstood, she misinterpreted my. Quietness, my my brooding, my introspection for rejection of her. Ladies, don't do that. And when you do, don't beat him up. Speak words of encouragement into his life. You know, one of the things that most blesses me in my relationship with my wife is that she'll send me a, a text every so often, just a little verse of scripture, or some little encouraging, some little... Some little short thing that's just designed to lift my spirits. You know, I'm so blessed that God gave you to me. Or, you know, this is what the Lord showed. I was praying for you, and this is what the Lord showed me. Just a verse of Scripture. A little short thing. And now for you men. Husbands, likewise, dwell with them with understanding. And again, that word likewise is worth noting. Pointing back, back to what he said to the wives. Applies to you too. Focuses need to shift. Attitudes need to change. Dwell with them with understanding, giving honor to the wife as to the weaker vessel and as being heirs together of the grace of life that your prayers may not be hindered. You know, I like the way Ken Graves explains this. God made men to be like a hardened, rough stone goblet or something. You know, you get beat up, banged up. It's not, it doesn't matter. It's, it's not that, you know, it's just this rough cup. But women, he designed to be more like a fine porcelain teacup, delicate. I'm rough around the edges because God designed me that way, and I don't need a woman trying to soften me up. But God designed our women to be soft, and we need to honor them in that way. We need to understand that about them. And that, that applies in so many different areas, men. we Many times we want our wives to toughen up and you know we we don't want them to be so sensitive and listen that's that's who god made them to be you need to honor that stop trying to change that about her stop trying to make her into a fishing buddy or a whatever you know that dishonors them it's probably not how you treated her at the very beginning when you were focused on winning her affection and again let me let me remind you both but now i'm talking to you men specifically God is trying to give you what you most want. A woman who sees you like Superman, who treats you like her king, you know, a family that's solid, a relationship that's deep and loving and respectful and, you know, where the things that she says to you are always encouraging and uplifting and they build, you know, and strengthen you rather than tearing you to pieces. God is trying to help you with this. So often what we do And I can't tell you, I I had this conversation with with my wife recently, how often people come to me and they want a magic bullet to fix their particular marriage situation. And and sometimes I just, you know, it's like, I I wish I could do that. I, I just, I don't, I don't have a magic wand. I don't have a magic bullet that'll, and Elizabeth said, well, actually you do. Actually, it's called a word of God. The problem is not that you don't have it. It's that people won't take it when you offer it to them. And just so often I hear it, you know, and, and I see it and people are dismissive of it, you know, and, 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 and listen to me I, I want to share something with you because a lot of times what happens is I see couples that And individuals, I mean it's true for individual situations as well, but you think you're the only one The Bible says no temptation has overtaken you, but such as is common to man. What does that mean? Well, what it means is that everybody struggles with this stuff Every married couple struggles with the same things. Your situation is not unique. You're not the only one. Every married couple struggles with this. Let me take it one step further. When I was at the pastor's conference in July in Southern California, all these mighty men of God gathered, Right, over a thousand of us gathered there. And one of the pastors that was thankfully really getting real with us, he said, did you know, he's like, our wives got together a few months ago out here, pastor's wives conference, 500 pastor's wives, gathered together, or whatever, I forget how many were there. And they did this thing. One of the ladies in, in one of the prayer times said, you know, I just really think the Lord wants us to, to open this up because some of you, some of you pastor's wives are thinking that, that, that your situation in your marriage is hopeless and you're going to end up divorced. And she asked for people to raise their hands and half of them, pastor's wives, raised their hands, felt like their, their marriage was on the brink of hopelessness and they had a prayer time. How can that be? All these... Men of God and women of God, men and women, that's how it can be. Every single one of us is a broken, flawed, imperfect human being. Do you understand that? And that's why I say, and we joke about it, but I say it quite often, and you know I do, you have issues, all of you, and so do I, because we're human. We didn't stop being human when the Holy Spirit moved in. He is transforming us. He is changing us, and we need to cooperate with that process, right? Right? That's what this is about. If you will trust him and cooperate. See, I'm not saying to any of you husbands or wives, gentlemen, I'm not saying to you that you need to trust your wife to change. Ladies, I'm not saying to you you need to trust your husband to change. Because that's the other thing that I hear so often. You know, she keeps telling me, I'm going to ch- you know, he keeps telling me, I'm not going to do that anymore, but it's the same old story over and over and over again. Stop looking at the human who is next to you and look at the God who promises to do a work in their lives.
0: We're so glad you joined us today on Main Thing Radio. It's our hope and prayer that you were touched by what you just heard. Before our time is up today, Pastor Robert would like to share a great testimony of how God is working through this ministry.
1: You know, not not long ago, we got a really cool letter. Actually, I guess it has been a while now, maybe a maybe a year or more, but we got this really cool letter from a lady named Desiree who was listening to our program from within uh a maximum security prison up in Georgia and uh, she realized she heard on one of the programs that I'm from Georgia so she reached out she was all excited that she had you know just some sort of common ground with this guy she was listening to on the radio teaching the Bible every day and uh, she asked if, if it might be possible for us to send her some Bible study material, something other than, she said, I don't want workbook stuff, I don't want the fluff stuff, I, I want things that are really, some tools that'll help me study the Word of God for myself. I, she said, for the first time in my life, I wanna do it, I have time to do it. So we did that, we sent some books, we sent some, some Bibles for some of the other ladies there because they then asked for that and they started a little Bible study group and, and God was just using that little 15 minute main thing radio broadcast every day Inside that prison. Wow, what a great testimony. If you'd like to share your story, please visit
0: MainThingRadio.com. Thanks for tuning in today to Main Thing Radio.